A tremendous day out here again for uh, Sports Central. Mark Spector, obviously, and, and Schalke do a great job of, of putting this event on, and uh, it's a for, for a great cause. So um, to see a lot of the local hockey players, uh, media personalities, and other celebrities show up, and more importantly, the sponsors um, show up on a yearly basis. The tournament's really growing, and um, it's all for a, a real good, good cause. Why is it important for you to be involved? Well, it's something that's uh, that's dear to my heart, Kevin, and you know that because we lived not too far away from each other, and we didn't grow up with a lot. And there were times where we needed some help, and there's now a place like Sports Central to go to. So, um, for me to give back my time and and whatever else I can do to help uh, kids that were maybe in our situation um, have the opportunity to participate in a sport. It doesn't have to be hockey, but any sport. I think that's real important, and. Uh, we have to continue to be part of the fabric of the community here in Edmonton, not only the players, but the coaching staff. And uh, I think it's real important to, uh, to take a little bit of our free time and give back. So I just want to ask you a thought on the offseason so far and some of the acquisitions. <coughs> well, we, we start with the coaching staff. Um, you know, obviously, there isn't a single individual that's, uh, that's happy with the way uh, last year went and it was 365 days ago almost to the day where we were standing here and talking about having an opportunity at moving the needle forward and, and um, dealing with success from the year prior and we did a, a poor job of that last year so uh, the off season's not necessarily about acquiring uh, a whole bunch of different players it's about getting more out of what we have um, we've been able to add a few pieces uh, a goaltender uh, for competition um, obviously Brodziak and uh, and Tobias Ryder are our big additions, uh, gravel on the back end. Um, all of those players will come in and, and push our club, hopefully in the right direction. But most importantly for me, it's, uh, it's individuals. It's the coach, coaching staff, uh, from your top player all the way down, finding a way to, uh, to play more consistently and, and um, play more of a winning brand of hockey than what we played last year. Been a, sorry, I know it's been a while since you haven't worked with Jay it's going to be a little different not having him beside you. This, this um, well, not just Jay, um, Ian Herbers and Jim Johnson. Um, tremendous people there. The, the work ethic that group had was second to none. There's, there's nobody that got cheated uh, by the coaching staff when it comes to working and putting the time in. In fact, we probably overcoached at times. Uh, but change happens, and um, the new staff will get in and, and to find their place. Um, what tends to happen is players get... Uh, uh, a fresh look, a fresh set of eyes on them, an opportunity to form a, a new opinion. Um, I haven't shared my thoughts on, on a lot of players to the new coaching staff. I want them to formulate opinions. Um, you know, obviously, if they ask questions, I have to answer them, but um, they're all experienced. They're all uh, tremendous individuals. They'll create their own set of relationships with the, with the players, and um, hopefully that will help us get more out of the group. What have you done with the coaching staff so far, meeting them and doing things so you hit the ground running here? Well, we've, uh, we've obviously picked the staff, and that took a while. We, uh, uh, you know, we tried to fill holes and find personalities that we thought would uh, uh, blend together. Um, and then we uh, spent time at the draft. Um, not necessarily a lot of time at the draft. We spent social time at the draft, which is important. Um, and then uh, once we got through that, we met in Kelowna for uh, a little hockey summit, I guess you can call it. And we spent uh, four days together working uh, diligently on... Uh, on our roles, uh, where we see the team, what our uh, effect could be on the team, where the game is going, what can we do differently to, uh, to improve our play. 
Um, and I thought it was very interesting to hear the opinions of coaches, uh, rival coaches, Anaheim, Calgary, uh, on what they thought our team did well or maybe didn't do well. And uh, we'll work towards fixing things as the, the players are trying to improve their game over the summer, so were the coaches. So, I mean, there's potentially right-wing spots open on lines centered by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl pretty good opportunity for somebody to grab it. Can you just characterize the competition that'll be in that spot and who maybe you look to? Well, healthy competition. Uh, I think anytime uh, those spots are up in the air, if I'm, uh, if a, young, if I'm a young player, an old player, uh, to me it doesn't matter if you shoot right or left, I want to play on that wing. I want to find a way to work my way up to that line and um, we don't have a lot of time to uh, to experiment with us going to Europe this year. Uh, training camp's going to end a little bit quicker and we're going to have to get down to numbers. So uh, the young players that come in are going to have to perform and perform quickly. The old players are going to have to find and reestablish their game very quick. And uh, it's going to have to allow us to have a good start. And, um, you know, uh, we've been um, opposites over the past couple seasons, one real good start and one poor start. And we can see what it does to your, your year when you don't get off to a good one. One of the young players uh, is Evan Bouchard, and I know, you know last year your first-round pick, Kyler, got, got that nine-game audition. With Evan, you know, what, what would you hope to see from him uh, during camp and then maybe to push for, for that nine games or longer? Well, we're going to look at, uh, for, for a coaching staff, we don't visually get to go out and see the draft picks. We don't, uh, we don't see them in game situations or anything like that. So this is a first uh, time for him to... Uh, to um, expose himself to the, the staff. Uh, we want to look at his confidence level, his skill level. Uh, does he feel good in the play? Does he feel good in the locker room? Um, but basically, it comes down to him getting what he needs to develop. And um, you know, we'll give him an opportunity, just like any other player. Don't want to put any undue pressure on him. And um, we'll see where it ends up uh, come October 1st. You talked about a good start, Todd. Have you had a chance to look at the, the early schedule yet? Yeah, we have. We've, you know, a lot of our time and energy has been put into planning training camp. Um, a little bit different this year because of uh, of the back end of it, um, and then certainly leading into uh, an 18, 18 day or seventeen day road trip, uh, Europe, and obviously the uh, the eastern coast of the U.S. So uh, that throws a bit of a wrinkle into everything. Um, it will be uh, taxing on the on the players, uh, but there is enough rest time. Um, between games where we think we can adjust. And um, when you're playing well and, and finding ways to win games, it's funny, your energy level uh, tends to go up a bit. So we'll be looking to do that this season. When it comes to turning things around, it's going to have to be done with the core that you had last year because there hasn't been a lot of turnover this year. I guess. Is that something that the players kind of have to take on themselves and say, we have to turn this around because they haven't brought in the capital? Well, we br we've brought players in, but we're counting on um, – as any other organization would be, you can't overhaul uh, a single team in in uh, in two months and, and transition ten or fifteen players out and ten or fifteen in. And nor do I think we have to. We proved the year before that we have some people that are capable. But um, each individual has to elevate their their level of play, um, their um, commitment in certain areas of the game. Um, sometimes there are not a lot of fun areas, whether it's physicality, uh, sacrificing. You know, shot blocks, uh, goaltending, D-man, all that type of stuff. We we all have to find a way to to produce at a higher level, um, and if that happens, then we have an opportunity at success. If it doesn't happen, we uh, we'll struggle again. Milan Lucic is a big part of that. And he's obviously a proud guy. He knows 
had struggled last season. What do you expect out of him this year? Well, we expect a big recovery year from him. Um, he's had a pause now. Uh, when a season ends, you, you get an opportunity to pause. You get an opportunity to, to reload and, and reset. Your stat line is similar to every other player's when the season starts. And, uh, you know, there's no reason why he shouldn't show up as a, a very confident player, one that believes that he can do what he's done in the past on a yearly basis. Uh, we'll support him in that role. We'll push him in that role. Uh, but he is a big piece for, uh, for us to succeed. He has to uh, find a way to be productive. Todd, do you know what you have with Justin Pugliarvi? I mean, he had a good 35-game stretch last year and a tough finish. Um, that he did, and that's still a sign of, uh, of a young player. Um, you know, we... We want to hurry him. Uh, we've wanted to hurry him from the, the beginning. Um, we thought he was ready, and, and uh, at times last year he showed he was, and then there's other times where he fell off. So um, it's hard to imagine he's still uh, a very, very young player. He's such a big man. Uh, he's a mature uh, player off the ice. He's still maturing on the ice, and um, I think we still have a diamond in the rough. I think that uh, the belief system in him is still at a very high level. Um, he'll have to learn to, uh, to produce on a more consistent basis, um, but uh, he'll do that over time. I spoke to Chris Russell yesterday, and he <clears throat> believes that starting the season off in Europe would be a good team-building or team-bonding experience. Do you agree with that, and do you think that's just what the team needs? No, I, I do agree with that. I think that's uh, an opportunity for us to get away and, uh, and, and create some unity amongst the team. Um, we're going to need each other on that road trip. We're going to need... Uh, not only the way we play, but our survival skills. It sounds strange, me talking about that, but the ability to overcome fatigue and uh, time changes and food changes and all that type of stuff. You have to do that as a team. You can't do it as individuals. Um, but I'm still a big believer the best team building you can do is winning a few games at the beginning of the season. And uh, when that happens and, and everybody's sacrificing, uh, the team uh, takes on its own characteristics, its own life, and uh, the confidence level goes up. So. Uh, for as much as we do uh, team-wise away from the rink, which we will, uh, it's what we do on the ice that's really going to matter. Todd, I just wanted to ask you, General Dinla, uh, announced his yeah. retirement today, and just a thought on him and what he was as a player. Uh, Hall of Famer. Um, you know, in my eyes, anyhow, quite simply a Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, Alberta as a whole had an opportunity to experience Jerome as an individual and as a player, obviously being from, from our area here in Edmonton growing up and minor hockey and all that type of stuff. Uh, but then uh, in Calgary in the Battle of Alberta, uh, tremendous, tremendous family guy, tremendous hockey player, uh, great role model. Um, it's been an honor for me to have been around him in the league, never had a chance to coach him, but uh, my days of shaking his hand or running into him will be remembered. He's, a, he's an honorable guy. This is a guy that at his peak, he was probably the best player in the league. Tough, fast, uh, relentless, a great shot, uh, tremendous leadership skills. Like You can go on and on and throw characteristics out that, that describe Jerome. And um, you know, right to the end, he was competing at a very high level and giving everything he had. And there's some, uh, some younger players um, that can learn uh, from that, that it's not just about arriving, it's about maintaining uh, a level of play and actually increasing it till, uh, till the bitter end. And for Jerome, it was 18, 19 years. Todd, just what, what do you, what's your report on, on Kyle Brodziak? And were you perhaps <clears throat> missing a player of that savvy and skill set last season? Well, uh, Kyle, first of all, has had a tremendous career to this point. Um, he's obviously um, a bit of an elder statesman now in the league, but that's okay. Those players are really important, and perhaps we were missing that last year. Uh, Matty Hendricks, the year prior, played a, a huge role in 
in maintaining a leadership level in the locker room and a, a competitiveness around the team. Uh, Mark Letestu had that for a while, but it's hard to, to always lead when your game isn't at the top and you're at that point in your career. Um, I think Kyle can do that. Uh, competitive player, right-handed shot, uh, face-off, penalty kill, all areas that we need to improve on. And uh, he's had an opportunity to play in some good organizations and uh, he's coming home. And uh, sometimes when players come home, they get uh, pretty motivated. I know his family and he are excited about being here now and uh, playing in front of the Oiler fans again.